you for tuning in to the Female Creative Talks podcast. I love having you here and it is my mission to bring you the greatest tips, industry updates and know-how from those that have been there, done that and got the t-shirt to help you on your business journey. I know that you have it in you to take your business to new heights and my guests and I are going to show you how. And don't forget, if you want more help in growing your business and you want to find out more about what I offer as part of The Female Creative, then please do check out my website, thefemalecreative.co.uk. All of the links are in the show notes. So let's find out about this week's episode. You are tuned in to episode eight, series two of the Female Creative Talks podcast with me, Hannah Roper. Today, I am thrilled to be interviewing the Frenchie mummy, aka Cecile Blero. Cecile is mum, ex-teacher, now a full-time online blogger and content creator. She has been blogging about her life as a French expat in the UK. Cecile is on a mission to empower and inspire mums to be kick-ass ladies. You know that we love that on this podcast. She loves presenting you with family-friendly places in Kent, London, and looking at French fashion, plus all the inspiration you need for your life as a mum. I am so intrigued by Cecile's story, how she accidentally fell into being a blogger and how she has turned that into her full-time job. So let's get started. Welcome Cecile to the Female Creative Talks podcast. I am thrilled to have you here today. How are you? I'm very good. Thank you so much for having me. Bonjour. Bonjour. It's an absolute pleasure. I am so excited to hear about your accidental journey into creating your business. So let's start by telling all of our wonderful listeners, what is your business? What do you do? So I'm basically what you call um, a blogger, an influencer, or some people also say sometimes uh, I'm a content creator. So whatever level you want to use, basically I've got um, an Instagram and a blog where I promote uh, brands and products, where I test things with my family and I basically give my opinion. I don't really like the word influencer. I think we all influence somewhere, somehow, but I suppose... Now, I like the word content creator is a good one. I like that. Absolutely. Because that's exactly what you're doing. You're putting out useful, valuable content to your audience. So who is your content aimed at? How would you define your audience? So um, I'm basically talking to uh, new mums or mums in the 30s, 40s. That's my main audience. Um, So mum in the UK, uh, foreign mums. Basically, anyone who would like some tips to be what I call a kick-ass mum, be confident, find a good work-life balance, and basically uh, have a good life with a little one and uh, have a job they like. Fantastic. So tell us a little bit more then about your background and how, how this became your business and your job. How did it turn from being that idea into a reality? Uh, it was what I call an accident. Um, I used to be a teacher in the southeast of London, 
And in 2016, I became a mum with my son now, um, it's five Stanley. And I was on maternity leave. I loved all the free time and this new routine with my little one, but very, very soon, I thought I wanted a project for myself. So I decided that I was gonna start a blog. I remember before having my baby, reading a lot of reviews for the buggies, you know, the car seat. And I thought, I would like to do that because I'm quite opinionated and I, I wanted something creative. So I started to do that on maternity leave and I carried on for a year. And very quickly, brands got in touch to uh, promote the products and they were offering me um, things to review or even pay me to promote uh, their brand. And I carried it uh, doing it for about another year after um, I came back to work a second. Yeah, yeah, I came back to work in 2017. So I started, I did it for a year as a hobby. And then I carried on along my job as a teacher in a secondary school. Uh, but in 2018, we decided we wanted to move out of London. And um, I didn't feel like I had the right balance. It felt like it was a bit too much doing the job, being a mummy, the house and the blog on the side. And when we decided to move out of London, I said, why don't I do it full time? And I can work from home and I can look after my little one and spend quality time with my family. So we moved out of London and 2018, I decided to do it full time. And since then, I've never looked back and I've been doing it three years now. And uh, it's working really well. I have more projects. I've got an agent looking after me and helping me to get new brands to work with us. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a very, I think, long project, many, you know, many times, People think, oh, I'm going to become an influencer and it's going to work over time. But it took me five years to establish myself. I think I'm in a good position and I'm probably one of the top money bloggers in the country. And it's been hard work, but it's also been a journey where I learned and it's just the passion. It's, it's funny. You know, people always say, do you, you find a job where it's your hobby and your passion and you get up every morning thinking, what am I going to do next? I really feel like that and I feel like I'm lucky to do that. That's such an incredible transition to go from secondary school teacher in London to then having that really established blogging. And I will use the term influencing only because I know a lot of our our listeners will understand that terminology. Um, I think that's such an incredible journey. And, and you mentioned there that you'd learned a lot. What have you learned about yourself in that um, transition? So much more. When I started it, first of all, I was a bit worried. Um, and I think I was like, oh, I'm never going to manage that. How am I going to build a website? You know, it was just like I was a technophobe. Um, <laughs> so I learned so much like technical things. You know, Google, I, I Googled everything. How to create a blog, how to start a blog, how to do this. Um, I learned about um, SEO and all the technical stuff. I think most importantly, I learned about how resilient I am. Mm. You get rejected so much, you know, and, and it's not always like the beautiful things you see on my Instagram, on the blog. It's not just about that. And I think I share a lot about the ups and downs. So I think as well, I've, I've learned to be more grateful. I really mm. reflect more on what I have. In the past, it used to be a bit more like, 
I used to see the glass half empty always. My partner always told me, you are always so negative. Now I'm so much more positive, grateful. And I think, yeah, definitely resilient. Yeah. And do you think that positivity as well comes from doing something like, as you said, that you have a real passion for, that you do wake up in the morning, you don't get that back to feeling dread. You're in control. You get to, you get to run your life and you get to run your business and, and be able to, to maneuver it around your son. I love love the idea of being my own boss. You know, in the past, I love teaching, but obviously I had you know, I, I was part of an organization. I couldn't just say, okay, today I'm going to, you know, t- today, for example, it's gorgeous weather. I'm going to pick up my son at three at school and we're going to go to the park or walk somewhere in the country. And it's totally spontaneous. Mm. I could have not done that before. You know, I might have, first I might have been at school, someone else might have had to pick him up or I might have some work to do. I love to be in control. And that is, I I think that's the main reason why I did it. In 2017, I really felt like I didn't have this balance and I needed to give more time for my family. Mm -hmm. And I think that's such an interesting point to kind of pick up on that having that spontaneity, having that flexibility and that choice can be so, so powerful, especially Mm -hmm. I think for mums, which is why I feel it's so important that if somebody does have a passion to not be put off by learning the tech side of things. How do you do a website? All of those things you can learn, can't you, as you go through the process? Now on the internet, you can find it. And it really makes you more courageous as well. Like at first, I think I was a bit worried when I started. Now I don't even think about it. I've got less boundaries. Mm. Like I don't even stop myself. I'm just like doesn't matter if I'm being rejected. I'm going to pitch to that brand because I love it. In the past, I would have been even posting a blog post. In the past, I remember I used to do it on Word. I would do my first draft, then my second one. Now I'm just going along with it. It's just this freedom and, yeah, yeah, freedom, basically. So what I would like to really focus on for a little bit is because I know some of our listeners will be interested in how do you start to become a blogger, an influencer who does get products from brands to to showcase. And eventually then you start to be able to earn an income. Those people that are right at the early stages, how, what advice would you give that can help them carry on that journey? I would say the first advice is if you feel in your gut you want to do it and you're going to like it, just go for it. Because self-doubt is a big one. When I started like I started in May 2016 and I think it took me a month or two to actually do my first blog post because I was worried who's going to read me, who's going to be interested in what I have to say. And you would be surprised because there's always so many people out there like you. You just think I'm just a normal, you know, girl next door. I, I love describing myself saying I used to be that girl next door who's now the mummy next door. I am no one special, I'm nobody special, but there are so many people out there, so many women like me, who wants, who wants to hear that because it reflects their own journey. So Absolutely. don't doubt yourself is the first one. Go for it if you've got the feeling it's gonna work. Um, but also be careful not to think it's gonna happen overnight. You know. I think now, especially new generations and especially with what happened with COVID, lots of people are thinking, 
I should be an influencer and work from home and I'm going to make millions straight away. It's not the case. You just build it up. I'm, you know, I wish I was, I'm not even there now, but I'm comfortable where I am. And at first, um, I think when you have um, your own voice as well, if you're being very honest, brand can see it straight away and they will always go for that. I think for me, what worked really well is that I was different in the way that I was a French lady talking about living abroad. Mm -hmm. So find what is your USP and use it all the time. Never let it go. That's really great advice. And almost like leading on from that then, how do you go about approaching brands in the really early days? Are you simply pitch them? So on their website, they have press contact or you Google it, type of brand and you ask for uh, press contact and pitch them. I, I remember pitching to brands very early on. Actually, at first, I didn't realize it was going to happen. What happened is a brand pitched me first um, for some um, baby product. And when they pitched me and I did a review, I just realized very quickly that actually there was a potential there. And then I got myself out there. I was pitching every week, even big brands that I loved. I just I just made a list of the brands I was using every single day with my baby. And I said, hello, my name is Cecile. I've got this blog. I would like to work with you because I love your product or because, you know, I just talk about your passion and how much you like the brand and pitch. You will be rejected, but you would be surprised. There are some big brands like French brands. My mom used to um, buy for me as a child. And I, and they would say, yeah, we're going to send you some stuff. And I was like, what? They want to work with me? It's amazing. It's just these birds of like, they're interested in my opinion. It's amazing because on my own side, I had trust in that brand. You know, we've been using it for generation and generation and they were interested to hear my opinion. That was amazing. So just go for it, pitch, pitch, pitch. You will be rejected a lot of time, but it doesn't matter. Who cares about that? You've just got to keep going, haven't you? Yeah. And I think that's, again, something to pick up on there is that that trust that you already have with those brands yourself Absolutely. as as a user, as a, as a consumer. Because quite often when I see influencers... I think you can always tell from a piece of social media content whether or not that person really does use that product Absolutely, or yeah. whether they're they're doing it because it was gifted or because they're they're earning money from it. So that being genuine, I think, is so important, isn't it? And and working with brands and pitching brands that you genuinely use their products and you genuinely can give your opinion on them because it's not like you've just used them once or it might be that you've used their previous products and it's a new product you, you still have it. that yeah I you think still have when you trust. start it's actually very natural and I'm sure a lot of mummy bloggers started like that I mean every time I talk to other mummy bloggers they always say I started because I wanted to have a voice I wanted to have a journal you know it was a way for me to keep a record of my journey as a mum and I did exactly the same and then I work with brand because I like them. And, and then you build your audience, you build your following, you build a trust with your um, audience as well. And then brands come to you and say, hello, we would like to work with you. And the next stage is to be really savvy with the selection and not be scared to say no to your brands if they don't um, feel right for you. Mm. Or even, you know, it happened in the past when I tried products and I didn't like it so I said what do you want me to do do you want me to do a negative review fully and you know there's always something to work on but don't don't say something that it's not true 
Yeah. Because I think people, if they've been following your blog or your social media for a long time, they can feel it if what you're saying is not you. Yeah, and I think that's 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 a really good thing to remember. And how did you then make that transition from receiving gifted products into actually earning an income? Um, so at first I didn't know it was possible. I was just happy to get the free product. I was just amazed that brands were even interested in my view. Uh, and then what was really powerful was the community. So very, very quickly I discovered uh, Facebook groups or um, communities on blogs. Bloggers have what we call a linky where you link your post and we all um, help each other or we give advice. There's so many places. I'm sure there's probably more like Instagram communities, uh, maybe on WhatsApp. There must be something like, um, uh, yeah, Mumsnet, you know, even forums like that. And I started connecting with other bloggers and obviously, uh, you talk to each other, and I realized that a lot of them were actually charging money. And they were giving me the confidence, they were giving me ideas, tips, how to pitch them. And, and very quickly, I decided, okay, I need to pitch. And if I wanted to make my own, my job, my full-time job, um, I can concentrate on sponsored uh, collaboration. But it depends. It depends what you want to do. There are some... Some brands, I'm happy just to do gifted collaboration because I do them all the time. And other times I must concentrate on sponsor posts because I also need to pay my mortgages, my full time. I think it depends what you want to do. If it's a hobby, you have to decide. But use the community out there. There's so many other bloggers who are happy to help, give them, give you tips, advice, ideas. It's so powerful because if you don't talk to others and you don't use the experience, then you can make it yourself, but it will take you longer. I think it, it goes faster and you learn more if you get tips from other uh, bloggers who've been there before, basically. And I think that's relevant to whatever your business. Yeah. You can do it alone. It is totally possible to do it alone. But actually, if you have the right community around you, you have people that are even just a few steps ahead of you, it yeah. can accelerate your progress, can't it? Because you can learn it's from their mistakes isn't it they're yeah. inspiring you I mean I remember when I started I remember reading at other bloggers who had done it five or more years before me and I was really inspired by them and I yeah I got really inspired by that and it helped me to think about what I wanted to do myself that's fantastic. Thank you so much because that's, you know, kind of really fantastic advice for anyone that is thinking of going into that industry. I want to bring you back again to think about you yeah. and your journey. What do you wish you had known right at the beginning when you started blogging? Um, it would have definitely been back to what we talked before for me it was about confidence I think at first I was lacking that confidence I always felt like I was not interesting enough you know I started the blog and I remember thinking oh just my mom and my colleagues are going to be nosy and read and it's probably what happened at first but then when I started building this community and it's just gradually happened so do it be out there that's one of my lessons because at first, I was probably a bit worried about what other people would think. Yeah. You know, you get yourself out there. I talked about very, very personal topics straight from the start. You know, my work, my job, 
um, being a woman, becoming a mom for the first time, it's huge. Yeah. And at the end of the day, it talks to so many people because we go through that. So don't worry too much about the judgment. People are very nice. Yeah. I mean, I've got so little examples of people being unkind to me. It's always very positive. So don't worry about what other things. Do what you want for yourself. And also create this community, you know, create this sisterhood. Um, don't isolate yourself, I think. I didn't realize it very quickly. I learned along the way. I wish I learned it earlier, but once I understood that and I used my sisterhood, I create my sisterhood, um, it was just so powerful. That's incredible. So leading on from that then, what would be your three top tips for anyone wanting to start a business, any business, but what would be your three top tips? If you really want it and you think in your gut that's going to work, just go for it and stop these doubts in your head. Mm -hmm. Um, Work days in and days out if you feel you're passionate and surround yourself with inspiring uh, women or even men. Be inspired by others. I think that's so important. Fantastic. Thank you. We are heading towards the end of the interview now, which I can't believe it. It feels like it's just whizzed by so fast. Um, Where can people find you? Where can people find your blog? What are your social media handles? Tell everyone where they can come and follow you. So you can find me uh, on my blog, which is The Frenchie Mummy. And I've got the same name on Instagram, The Frenchie Mummy altogether. And I'm also on Twitter, Facebook, but mainly my blog and my Instagram. That's where you can see a, a little more about me, my partner, grumpy boyfriend. And <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Thank you so much. Please do make sure that you go and follow Cecile. I cannot wait to see um, the content that's going to come out. We are heading towards the end of the interview. What I do with every single one of my guests is I ask them to finish three sentences for me. I'll read them one at a time. I know, no pressure. Yeah, I'm I'm ready for it. I'm ready. The first one is, if I could start my business again, I would. I would um, stop doubting myself and I would have probably done it earlier. Thank you. I am happiest in my business when? When I have the right balance and I'm out and about with the boys and we just enjoy life. Three words I would use to describe my business are? Okay, Um, three words to describe my business. I would say Frenchie, definitely. (laughs) Um, Confident and hopefully inspiring. There's no hopefully about it. It is inspiring. Thank you so, so much for joining me here today. Thank you so much for having me. Appreciate it. No, it has been an absolute pleasure. I feel like I could talk to you all day. And I know that listeners will be heading to their social media to uh, give you a follow and find out more about you. So thank you so much, Cecile, for joining me here today on the Female Creative Talks podcast. Thank you to all of you for listening. Once again, your love and support for this podcast means more than you will ever know. And I will talk to you all very, very soon. 
thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode. I cannot wait to hear your thoughts. Hopefully you have loved listening to it as much as I have loved creating it. And how lucky am I to be talking to all these incredible and inspirational entrepreneurs about their business journey and their top tips just for you. And remember, if you want to find out more about The Female Creative and how I can help you unleash your creativity, release those blockers and get your business to where it should be, then please do head to my website at www.thefemalecreative.co.uk. Don't forget to follow me on social media. All of the links are in the show notes. Reach out and say hi. And there is nothing that makes me happier than seeing you screenshot the episode and share it to your social media tagging me and the Female Creative Talks podcast. Thank you so much again, and I will speak to you very soon.